0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, and right now, we present. Ever have pain? Do you ever feel like things just are not going well for you, and you can't sleep and all that? Well, we've got a doctor here today that's going to help you with all of that, and uh, we're going to talk to her right now. Her name is Dr. Amy Novotny. I said that right, didn't I?
1: You did, Kevin. Thank you.
0: (laughs) How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here, so thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome. It's, uh, It's something that you're going to be able to help people that are in, you know, I guess, now that I think about it, I think all of us being being humans, we have one degree of pain or another. Would you agree with that?
1: It's really hard to escape it at some point. I mean, we've all experienced pain in our life. Um, obviously, there's some conditions, rare genetic conditions where you don't feel pain. But in the general sense, we all have had some type of pain.
0: Oh, can I have that genetic condition, please?
1: It's actually really dangerous. You don't want that condition.
0: Oh, because <laughs> yes. because I guess... Now that I think about it, pain is actually a good thing if it's managed properly.
1: Well, it's a communication device from your body to your brain that something is either out of position, you're doing something wrong, don't do that. But people who don't have the ability to sense pain, they often get in trouble and actually hurt their body more because they don't have that limitation.
0: So I guess it's kind of like when I was a little kid and... um I turned on the stove cause I wanted to make some soup and I, uh, um, being a little kid, I thought, well, you know, all I'll do is I'll touch the elements to see which one is on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I burned myself. And yeah. so I never did that again. And that's kind of why it's it, yeah. pain is a good thing to have.
1: It is. It, it communicated you exactly the lesson you needed to learn And you never did it again. So that's one version of how it communicates. The other that I help people with is a little bit different, but it's the same concept.
0: And how do you help people who have pain? I know that you have founded something Mm -hmm. called the P-A-B-R Institute. What is the P-A-B-R Institute?
1: Yeah. So I also call it PABR Institute. So it stands for Pain Awareness Breathing Relief. And what we're doing is we're addressing a certain nervous system, that fight or flight nervous system that ramps us up. We're working on giving you the ability to calm it back down, you learning how to control how to do that and feel your body go from this high alert, painful, stressed, anxiety ridden, insomniac state into a calm, relaxed state and you doing it to yourself so you can control it and apply it anytime. And that's ultimately what we're doing to get someone out of whatever their pain is into relief by bringing awareness of the nervous system, changing the nervous system, changing breathing mechanics, all to get people relief.
0: So that's where the straw comes in. I was, nice. I was wondering about that because you have one of the uh, folks that uh, gave you a uh, recommendation he is an award-winning broadcaster
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he he said that that he spent five minutes with you and uh it was you he and a straw and then he was able to sleep after that
1: yes yes Nui scruggs out of dallas he's he's a emmy-winning broadcaster for like the dallas cowboys and other sports and Um, we were at the same event and he wanted to to figure out what in the world I do with people. So I did it with him. And then that night he slept better than he had in years. And the next day he came back, he said, I don't know what you did, but that was fabulous. And, um, basically I taught him how to calm his nervous system down and we were using the straw to help him change his breathing mechanics in a faster way and how to change his body position. And so the nervous system calmed down and he was out for the night.
0: (laughs) Where did you discover this?
1: So this was something that I developed over the course of years. I, at the time when I was kind of stumbling on this, I was trained. So my training was first as a doctor in physical therapy. I did that for a first few years. And then I was training to qualify for the Boston marathon. And while I was on the treadmill running eight miles, three times a week, I was running at a fast pace under a seven minute mile. And as I was going through that, I, I had the typical prior to this. Typical tightness, achiness, you know, runners, endurance type of things. And yeah. when I started Playing with my body position, specifically the rib cage first and how my breastbone sits within my rib cage and changing my mechanics of how I breathe. I literally could get myself out of any type of pain in seconds. And when I got off after running that eight miles, it felt like I didn't even run. It literally was just like, wow, I don't need to stretch, I don't need to scrape, foam roll, all these things that I used to teach people and tell people to do as a physical therapist to keep healthy. I stopped doing all of it. And I stopped having all the typical runners aches and pains, I could go and run a marathon pain free 50 miles pain free, and get up the next day and run again. I just learned and I taught myself how to calm down my nervous system. And so, of course, you know, when you stumble on something like that, you're like, Okay, does everyone else know this? (laughs) Or uh, am I late to the game? Or am I stumbling on something? And so, course, you know, I'm checking around with people and saying, okay, I'm experimenting with this. Do you guys feel this? And so I realized I was stumbling on something and I started to have to try it out on people, experiment, see what worked, what didn't work with people and over years put it into a process that I now use. I call it the Paber method and it's a process that I've used. And I use now with people all over the world, we do it virtually And I guide them through this process so they can have that same effect that I did.
0: So you do everything from, I know, I know you travel around quite a little bit and um, so, but you do everything virtually. So somebody can contact you from anywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. is it a zoom call basically that you do?
1: Yep. It's on zoom. I coach everyone through zoom. I I have clients, Australia, New Zealand, England, all over the place, Uh, Canada, U S sometimes we'll get other foreign countries. If it's a French or Spanish speaking country. And um, yeah, but it's all through Zoom. So you don't need anything special, just a place where you can sit, stand, lie down and have some pillows, a straw and off we go.
0: And you also are a marathoner.
1: Yes. And an ultra marathoner. I've run up to a hundred miles and I've done over 40 some marathons.
0: Yeah. Wow. Weird. Have you done the Boston Marathon and the New York Marathon and all those guys?
1: hmm Yep. I've done Boston four times. I've done New York once, um, Chicago once, San Francisco. Um, yeah. Done quite a few.
0: You know, I got to tell you, I interviewed a gal just the other day. Her name is Fitz, and she is the announcer on a lot of marathons. Is she a blonde hey. lady? Are you familiar with her?
1: I you know, when you're running past that finish line, you're not paying attention to who's announcing. So unfortunately you're kind of in a zone. And as soon as you cross the finish line, they actually kick you out of the finish line. So it's not like you get to hang out and get to know anyone at all. It's like you're in and out of there in 10 seconds and goodbye. So unfortunately, she, I
0: don't know. she was showing pictures of, or, or a, a little film of uh, the start of a, of a marathon when there are literally thousands and thousands of people running at the same time. Don't you get claustrophobic when you're in and amongst all those people?
1: Not really. I mean, some people, I, I assume if that's kind of one of their triggers, I, I'm, I'm pretty calm. And I, that's kind of part of what I do is working on calming my nervous system down. So I don't have that Effect And as soon as a lot of the races, especially the bigger ones, let people off in waves. So it's not quite as bad as sometimes those pictures show. Because you're going off on waves based on how fast you'll finish the marathon. And so Boston does this. So they have several different waves of people going. And as soon as, literally as soon as they say, okay, this wave can go, you spread out. It's not that big of a deal.
0: Ah, well, so... Tell me what it's like to run 100 miles all at once.
1: It's kind of like you live a whole entire lifetime in that 24 to 38 hours, however long it or 30 hours however long it takes you to do it. Um, you start off, you're feeling great, you're excited. Uh, pretty soon you start to get a little bit fatigued. All you want to do is rest. You at some point within that hundred miles, you'll likely feel sick. you'll likely hate life you want to die, you want to cry, you love people again, you um, wonder if you're crazy, and if you should check yourself in somewhere, like you go through all the emotions. Um, At some point, your brain becomes numb. At some point, all you're focused on is eating. And then at certain point, you don't want to eat because you're too sick to eat. And then it's a matter of dehydration and hot and cold weather and sun or rain and snow. And I mean, you literally live a lifetime within a very short period of time. And when you finish it, you have this strength that no one can ever take away from you because you realize that you actually ran 100 miles and you made it and you realize that your resilience is greater than you ever even thought.
0: See, I didn't even know that that was a thing and but you're not the first person that i've met that yeah. has actually done 100 miles at a a time at a time i i can't they can't even imagine that but i can understand how you could go through an entire life cycle yeah. in that 100 miles of of love hate relationship and you love your body and then you hate <laughs> your body and then you, you're starving and then you're not that's that would be quite a thing. Now, do you in the process of doing that, does your mind also go into kind of an hallucinogenic thing and, and and stuff like that?
1: No, it's not n- not unless you're taking drugs. I mean, you no. don't go into stuff that like bad. that. Um, and, and there are some people that do do different drugs and stuff while they're running these races. So um, but in the general sense, no, you're not gonna start hallucinating unless there's something medically wrong with you where you have some severe hormonal or metabolic imbalances but normally speaking you're not actually hallucinating um you get very sleepy and you probably can't make you can't make clear decisions but if you're healthy and your nutrient levels are good your hydration levels are good you're not going to be hallucinating That's just an indication of a medical, like a medical emergency type of situation that something got out of hand. If if that's really helping too.
0: you know, it's very interesting. You've you've had quite a life, haven't you?
1: (laughs) I've I've done a lot, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) What do you think that
0: came? Well, where did that come from? I mean, because some people are like, I'll run a hundred miles. No, I won't. And uh, and what is it about you that that? when you're presented with a challenge like that, you're like, Hey, this will be fun.
1: It's literally, why not? That's my question. Why not? Because we have one life to live and why not try it? Like that's literally what I say to myself when someone presents me with an opportunity or something, is there any reason for me not to do it? And I'll go through it. Is it so dangerous that it would hurt my health and you know, beyond beyond repair is it going to hurt others is it going to be detriment to me or other people and, and that's if it's not and it, if i can see the benefits of it and why not challenge myself physically mentally creatively, creatively um intellectually why not do all that stuff it's yeah
0: it's really cool that that you have taken that on yeah. uh because because that's that's kind of an unusual thing
1: yeah and it's interesting for for the general public yes it depends on what groups you get into so in the ultra running world i'm nothing special but in like let's say a general business world I, that's pretty cool but now if i go into a photography world I do photography, but I'm nothing special. I'm just another photographer. But for people not in that, it's like, oh, you take some decent photos. So it just depends on who you surround yourself with. And so I guess part of my reason for existence is get in as many different variety of groups as possible. So I'm constantly learning and never... I never think that I'm great. I'm just always learning. I'm just always curious and learning and always just pushing the envelope.
0: You know, the one thing that we try and impress upon people here is that when it's your last day on earth, we want you to be able to look back and say, you know, I did everything that I really wanted to do to the best of my ability. And I, I can leave this life with no regrets. That's kind of your philosophy, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if I don't take that opportunity, I will regret it for a long time because the regret will start right away. And there's been a couple instances, like small instances in the past where someone invited me to go do something. I was like, oh, that'll be unique, but I'll do that some other time. And I never did. And so those, they weren't meaningful or anything, but it was still, it stuck in my mind. It's like, no, I could have done that why didn't I like why did I let fear or something other external or internal reason stop me when I really could make those changes so or do something or whatever it
0: was? see I like talking to people like you that that are really you're ready to go you're you're vivacious you're ready to go do stuff and and uh, we'll get back to the pain aspect in just a second, but mm-hmm. I wanted to just mention that one of the things is somebody came up to you and said, Hey, want to write a book? Mm-hmm. You wrote two.
1: Actually I'm three. Um, oh, course, three? I'm right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's been updated just as of recently. Um, yeah. So part of it is, yes. Yeah, someone said, Hey, do you want to be part of this book? Be a co-author of the book? And I said, yes. And now I'm up to three times and I'm, um, why not? Again, I I know how to write. And they were teaching the process of putting together a book as well as they wanted some good content. And so I said, sure, I'd love to contribute and share this information with people in the world and um, help people however I can.
0: They love the title of one of the books, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a Wall Street Journal bestseller from WTF to O M G with a little L O L, unpacking entrepreneurs' hidden lessons. Yes, uh, I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, David Corbin, who put that book together, he's amazing entrepreneur, amazing mentor, amazing man in general, and um, he's he's good with words, good with humor, and he knows how to how to just play with whatever society has going on right now. He's very good at that.
0: Well, that's one of those titles that makes you pick up the book just to see what it is.
1: Exactly. (laughs) He's, he's very good at what he does.
0: As are you, um, because of the work that you're doing Mm -hmm. and let's get back into that because there are a lot of people are saying now you kind of glossed over the pain thing. How does she help people? Because you keep, you work to get there as I understand it. You work to, to get their nervous system calmed down so that the flight, the fight or flight reflexes are less than? Is that fair?
1: That's close to, yes, yeah, close to that. So we have a nervous system inside us that can ramp us up, put us in high alert so we can flee from a burning building. But we also have a nervous system that calms us down, allows us to rest, digest, relax often with our society we're taught to be ramped up and in high alert all the time, okay? That is a very strong detriment to our health. It hurts our immune system. It hurts many digestive organs. It hurts our health. You hear about how stress causes so many conditions all the time. So what we're doing is changing your ability to sense what state you're in and then how to lower it into the relaxation state. And by doing so, you release the muscles that learn to guard you and keep you in that ramped up state. Because ultimately if you can't feel relaxed and safe and secure in your body, you're going to be in a ramped up state and it's going to affect all of the rest of your organ systems. So by calming someone down, you're getting muscles that were taught to be contracted and tense you're getting them to release without stretching, but you're getting the nerves to stop telling the muscles to contract. The muscles release. The muscles release their abnormal hold on bones and joints. So the bones and joints can start to go back to a neutral, normal position. When they can go back to a neutral, normal position, they start gliding very easily in those sockets and your pain goes down and often away.
0: That is, that's fascinating. Yeah. And you, and you found that that works with a lot of people over time and you can do it um, virtually. So you yeah. don't have to, it's not a hands-on thing. It's like a, um, I've been doing chiropractic. I have for, mm-hmm. for many years mm-hmm. and they kind of try and do the same thing, which is to, to, calm your nerves down because the nerves are what causes your muscles to go into spasm Mm -hmm. and uh so you do that then you'll you'll feel better but you have the way of doing it without any of that other stuff and you could do it anytime you want to
1: right because so you just mentioned you've been to a chiropractor for years yes he is trying to do something externally to you but it's not holding because you have to keep going back for years So what I'm teaching people is how to release their nervous system themselves by changing the way they sense, the way they feel, the way they walk, the move, reach, bend, squat, lie down, because all of those daily habits are leading to the nervous system being ramped up. So you can go see someone like a chiropractor for years, and they're going to keep applying pressure externally to you to try to force your nervous system to change. But obviously the nervous system's not doing it because you have to keep going back. So what I do is teach people on how to do it themselves. That's why zoom is so much better than me putting my hands on someone. Because if I put, as soon as I put my hands on someone, they've now given their power to me and saying, you do it to me. And I don't want to do that. I want someone to actually realize their body can heal itself. If you understand how that works and I want you to be able to do it to yourself because I can't live with you 24 hours a day. So why not teach you how to do it to yourself so you can apply it anytime time and no one can take that skill away from you?
0: The old teach them how to fish instead exactly. of giving them a fish.
1: Yes, yes, exactly.
0: Because if you can teach somebody how to fish and how to relax their body, mm-hmm. I would think that that has got a huge number of, uh, of positives to it in mm-hmm. both your physical world and also your mental world and also your spiritual world.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of the clients I work with have just um, don't have physical pain, actually just have mental and emotional pain or trauma and so i work with them and sometimes sometimes physical pains start to come up or creep up that they had not recognized so often when someone is in a trauma state they've shut off the ability to sense and feel their body and so as they're learning how to calm down their nervous system and get their body in a correct position they start to feel parts of their body. And then we work through the physical aspect as well. But so often this is this is very tied to a me- mental and emotional state. And there'll be times where we'll work on something and working on changing a position and gets them to release and they start crying or flailing their arms or change into a different personality, change into a childlike state. So there's all these releases that happen so that the body can just let go and just, just literally just free itself up. And it's so, it's, it's beautiful. It's heart wrenching. It's, um, it's just a special moment that, that I get. And I'm very, very grateful that when people allow that to happen and, and I just, I keep encouraging them, just let it out, just keep letting it out, stop holding it back, just let it flow, whatever your body needs to do, just let it out. And afterwards, you can just see the relief in them. Their just whole persona is completely different. And it doesn't get much better than that. When you can see that someone got that relief. And I didn't do anything except just guide them with a few words on what they had to do with their body. That's it.
0: That's amazing. And by the way, Dr. Marnie says, Dr. Amy, your work is needed in the world right now. Thank you.
1: Thank oh. you. Thank you, Dr. Marnie. I appreciate that.
0: And it, it is, it is so true because there is, I have the uh, the fortunate ability to be able to talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of people are in pain emotionally, physically, mentally, and they're all, and they're all connected yeah. um, to to each other and they don't, but they, t- there isn't really, a, there isn't really isn't a way to, to, to help people understand there's a better way of being. Uh, and, and, and your work, how long have you been doing this, by, by the way? And why haven't I heard of you before?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I've been traveling around the world. So I started developing this in 2014. And then um, in 2018 was when I was hired to travel at, around the world to keep a guy out of a couple major surgeries and knee replacement and a rotator cuff tear, um, using this technique. And then when I came back from that at the end of 2018 is when I started, started the business and started get, you know, getting on stages, helping people, but it, it takes time. It Anything that comes from grassroots takes time. And there's one of me. And so I'm, I've built in some video courses so I can help people on a, greater scale and just keep trying to get this information out there speaking at different events
0: and i don't want to appear to be the cynical one but doctors and or uh, uh, pharmaceutical people are not really excited to have you show up
1: you know it's funny i don't know about the pharmaceutical part so probably not but a lot of physicians are actually very happy and i actually have quite a few physicians as clients because they want to feel better and they're they're amazed because they're used to being taught certain things. And so when I kind of blow their mind on changing the way they hold themselves, their nervous system, their breathing mechanics, they feel so much better that they're, they're grateful for it. And they share the information with others. So I haven't had any pushback at all from doctors, luckily um and luckily i guess the pharmaceuticals haven't gotten a hold of my information yet or come after me so there's that
0: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you said, uh yeah. trust me they will at one point or another um but you you work for with orthopedics you work with sports medicine neurological and nerve injuries post-operative care chronic pain and, and other conditions as well it pretty is it must be fun to be you
1: depends on the outlook you have, but it's so much fun to see other people change. Um, But it's hard, you know, owning a business is hard and learning all the ins and outs and um, constantly, you know, trying to find a new avenue to get this information out there, whether or not someone works with me or just at least takes information in and at least shifts their thinking. But it's a lot of work. And um but for the most part i i like being me and i have
0: fun well you know and the the reason i say it must be fun to be you is is that you are constantly re- running into people and working with people who may start and really don't necessarily believe that you can actually do what you say you can do mm-hmm. but but in the process of doing it it's it's like a light bulb turning on
1: yeah yeah and that actually The disbelief that people has, I would say is probably the hardest thing that I face. I mean, just recently I started working with a a man who owns a business and he speaks on stages and um, speaks a lot and he has, he had anxiety and he told me that when we started working, he said, I've had so many people recommend you to me to help me with this anxiety and to help me speak better but I don't believe in what you do. I am a science person, black and white. I don't believe I think this is all woo woo. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm really glad you're up front. Cause I always want someone to be honest with me. And I said, I will do my best to explain all the science. So it doesn't seem so woo woo, but I'm still going to make you do things. That's going to seem like it's not anywhere close to being related to your anxiety. And we started working. He practiced sometimes. He didn't practice other times, but he always showed up each week. And just recently I got a text from him and he said, I don't know how you do it, but I just spoke in front of two large audience- audiences with nearly zero anxiety. I don't have any more back pain. I feel great, but I still don't get it. Even though I've explained it to him, you know, I just gl- he's not paying attention to that. He's just doing what I'm telling him to do. And he felt the difference. So he's abnormal because usually when I get people who are in disbelief, they won't even give it a try, but he's like, okay, I'll just do whatever. So many people told him to. So,
0: so I got to ask you, um, how do energetics play in or the energy of the body and, and stuff? How does that play into what you do?
1: So I don't really, I'm, I'm very familiar with energetics and energy work, but I don't actually cover that. And I don't do anything in the sense of where we're going to focus on the energy, shifting energy and releasing blocks. Everything that I'm doing with them is actually physically oriented in science in in the sense of moving your position, your nervous system, your breathing, um, what you can sense and feel. So I'm not working with chakras or any other type of energy systems in the body and having people try to shift their energy in that sense this is all about physically releasing aspects of the body to get the nervous system to calm down
0: then how can somebody call it woo woo if you're if you're not you know you you don't you don't have your uh, you know your your hands out and you're not doing Reiki and you're not doing the you know that I can clear your your heart chakra and everything's going to be great and okay it's cleared and you know you're not doing any of that you're doing actually physical stuff with them that that's based in science um, but doesn't it all come together at one point or another
1: it does but. It- when you like, let's say you came to me and said, Hey, Amy, I can't sleep at night. And I said, okay, we're going to turn, we're going to work on you relaxing your back and you getting your rib cage to drop down, letting your belly out. And that's going to fix your sleep. You're going to tell me that's a little woo-woo because you don't understand how that actually all works. And so it's going to seem woo-woo. If we do a few things, your back relaxes and all of a sudden you sleep eight hours. Like to some, to most people, that's going to come across as woo woo, because this step- me
0: that's going to come across as a great big dream that I <laughs> that, that that I don't get to enjoy very much.
1: <laughs> that's horrible. I'm that, that that's horrible that you feel that. But at the same time, there are certain steps of the process of what I take people through that I have to get you to feel something, then something else, then something else, then something else, then something else. and then all of a sudden your body relaxes you know how to stabilize in that relaxed position and then your body can sleep
0: it is amazing you've done a lot of research with a lot of people to to figure out the protocol of how this all works right
1: spent a lot of time practicing experimenting trying things out on people making mistakes pushing people too far learning what the idiosyncrasies of what people need and what their body is saying and and i record everything on zoom for for clients if they want it so they can see exactly what i'm seeing and i can point it out and they can see their body change over time
0: so you're telling me this is not like uh, a you know i guess i was talking to a chiropractor one time and he said you know they teach this business model In chiropractic school, that you want to have their people there three times a week, and then for for several months, and then Mm -hmm. and then two times a week for several months, and that's that's how your practice is going to grow, and you get people to come back. And your your system is a, I'm going to help you fix yourself because you're helping them fix themselves, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to let them go.
1: Yes, so I see people usually once a week. And cause I need to give them some time to practice what we've gone through for okay. their nervous system, see what they retained, what they didn't retain, and then go from there. And then often what will happen is after I, I have, you know, packages where I see them for a certain period of time, and then they, they start to space out a little bit and then maybe once a month as a check-in and then off they go. Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, this is uh, Professional Women's Month. Did you know that in March?
1: I have heard that. I heard about International Women's Day, a lot of different things going on. Yes.
0: So I got to ask you, who's easier to work with, men or women?
1: (laughs) Um, It's all based on personality. (laughs) I will (laughs) tell you that. And it's funny because I started off with a lot of women, and then it switched to about half and half. And it's – they're – different goals and different things that go on between men and women. It's, it's actually really interesting about that.
0: Who practices better men or women? I suspect that women do uh, do what you tell them more religiously than men, because we're, we're, we're just not built that way. We, we hard to make it to the doctor.
1: I would probably say in a general sense, that's true. Unless the guy has a deadline. And if he has a deadline and he needs something fixed by a certain time, he'll do the work.
0: So how do you help? Cause one of the problems that I have, mm-hmm. I've had both my hips replaced over time. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems I have is I stay, if I stay in the, in one position too long at night, for whatever reason, what, my knee will start hurting like crazy. Mm-hmm. Now there's nothing wrong with my knee, mm-hmm. but it will, it's the nerves and it will just hurt like crazy. Wake me up forced me to change positions so then I can go back to sleep and that happens two, three times a night. Yeah. Um, how, how did and I'm not going to ask for a session today, but how <laughs> do you, how, how do you kind of, can you fix stuff like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the knee pain that develops after you've been stationary for a while, that tells us your nervous system is ramped up. So your nervous system tells your muscles to behave. The muscles behave on the bones. Okay. When you're moving, you're constantly contracting and relaxing the muscles. So you don't feel the nervous system basically ramp up. But when you become stationary, the nerves, if the nervous system, and I'm talking about that, that fight or flight nervous system, it's like, woohoo, party time. We're just going to keep sending the signal to those muscles to contract and contract and contract. And it's going to pull you out of position until eventually tissues are budding up against each other, you wake up and you're like, ow, I have to change position. Because you got these two surgeries that went in and created space by cutting things out and putting something else in there, but you never changed the way the nervous system behaved on the bones and the muscles. So your nervous system is still acting the same way that caused you to have those knee rep- hip replacements. It's, it was never changed. So as long as you keep that same nervous system, you're still going to have it behaving the same way on the muscles and on the bones. And the surgeries created more space in your hips, but it didn't fix the problem, which was with the nervous system to the muscle relationship, not really the bone relationship.
0: I'm going to have to see you because my sister, who's older, five years older than me, she's Mm -hmm. had both her hips replaced. And well, we both have had our hips replaced. We both had back surgery, yeah. um, but now she's had her hips or her knees replaced, and she's five years ahead of me. So I need to not have that. You can so you can you help with preventative medicine like that, where you can help somebody not go down that road. Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's when I got hired to travel around the world was to keep a gentleman out of a knee replacement surgery, um, and coach him in this process. But I've done that with a lot of people virtually since then who were scheduled for knee or hip replacements or shoulder replacements. We work on the nervous system, change how it acts on the muscles. The muscles change how they act on the bones. Bones go back into their normal neutral position where they can slide and glide Voila! impingement is gone. Pain is gone.
0: That is, that is so interesting. By the way, if you want to know about her, go to the, uh, P A B R Institute. Yes. And that is pain awareness, breathing relief Mm -hmm. is what the acronym for that is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the institute.com are you doing, are you planning on doing courses to teach people how to do what you do so that you can grow this?
1: Yeah, eventually. So right now I work with people one-on-one and then I have video courses, where people can learn this on their own. Um, there's a fundamentals and an advanced version. So people can get a lot of information that way. Uh, last year, I also was doing some group live courses. And so the plan is I'll, I'll resume doing those later this year, and I'll start teaching other people how to coach people in this process. So I won't teach someone just off the street. They have to have gone through the program first. Sure. They are familiar, they can sense and feel everything and they can understand it. Then I'll teach them how to look at it in other people and to know exactly what to do with them. But you can't help someone else unless you can feel it yourself. If you're blocked and you can't sense it, there is no way you can coach someone adequately and actually know all the idiosyncrasies of their problems or pain.
0: So this is a very... you not only do you need to know the, the steps of how to do this, but you have to be intuitive with it as well. Would that be fair?
1: Yes. Intuitive in the sense that you can look at someone and you can see, okay, I see that going on, that going on, that going on. I take that information of those three pieces. Now I know I need to do this specific activity with them to get a release, to get them to not feel that anymore.
0: And I I realized that any time that we start talking about energy or intuition and stuff, Mm -hmm. then some people go off the rails of it's woo woo and all that kind of stuff. And it really is not good for you or your business or your practice to have people go down that road, right?
1: No. And that's why I say everything I do can be explained scientifically. Of course, so you can. there's always a process. None of it is just I'm creating it out of thin air or because I just feel a certain thing. It's all because I can physically see it and I can point it out to anyone who wants to sit next to me and watch it. They, they, I can say, see that, see how that's working. OK, that's why that's happening.
0: Now, is your is your background in in uh, biophysics and and anatomy and that kind of stuff? How did you learn all this mm-hmm. stuff?
1: Um, so again, I, I just developed a lot of it on my own, but the anatomy and physiology came with my doctorate in physical therapy and degrees in science and biology and all that. But I just took what I knew based on what is presented in a human body. And I started thinking about it differently and, and studying the nervous system and started applying different aspects together that are not usually put together. And that's how I came up with this approach.
0: So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. You've got a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Um, you run 100 miles. Mm-hmm. You've traveled around the world. Mm-hmm. You've got this killer program that is really helping people get out of pain. Mm-hmm. And you look so young. You can't be that old. How old? <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask you how old you are. But, uh, I mean, you've done a lot in a short period of time.
1: I have. And my health is is top priority and making sure – I follow a lot of different um, guidelines for keeping young and healthy, and I'm very careful to make sure I get eight hours of sleep, make sure I eat 20 or 30 different type of plant nutrients every single day or every week, and I make sure I drink enough water, I move, I do all the things that we hear, but we never apply. I actually do them, and I, I do listen to my own advice, and I practice all the stuff I teach people.
0: And you also have a dog, do you?
1: <laughs> a neighbor's dog, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's perfectly fine. That's that's why we do these lives so yeah. that I can ask a question about, how's your dog?
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: But. So, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they get that done?
1: The best way is go to the website, pabberinstitute.com. There's a contact form on there. And if they want, we can set up a 15-minute free discovery call and see what their needs are and if they're interested in learning more, we can look at that and how to help them.
0: I think what you're doing is really, really cool and and uh, uh, go go to her website and go through through some of her reviews mm-hmm. uh because they are the the the, the gentleman that I uh, watched the sportscaster
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: he was like, "I don't know what she did. can't believe she did what she did, but she did it. I don't know how yeah and it was with, and it was all because of a straw yeah (laughs)
1: he's fabulous if you're ever in dallas watch him sometime on tv you never want to turn it off you just want to hear him talk and keep talking because he's fabulous so what he does
0: It's and he said that you did it in like 10 minutes Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with him yeah Yeah. which is which is just remarkable dude you you have got a gift that a lot of people need to know about will you come back on the show so that we can uh because i also do uh kknw uh the radio station in seattle so Will you come back and, uh, and be on that show with me?
1: I'd be interested, yep.
0: That would that would be really cool. I don't know where you'll be in the world at that point.
1: <laughs> Depends. Where in the world is Amy? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know, that could be a little board game you could make.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Waldo t- kind of took that one. <laughs> oh, world- uh,
0: yeah, but you'd be more Waldo fun. Or
1: Carmen San Diego, one of those kid games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'd be more fun. So um, it's, it's great. What if you could give... Um, a little nugget of your knowledge to our audience. I'll step aside here and you tell our audience anything that you would like them to know.
1: Sure. So as you go through your day, you can do a little check-in. See how much you're sucking your gut up and in and holding your breath. That will bring a huge awareness to your, your whole nervous system of how much you're staying in a guarded state. The more you can let yourself breathe and let your belly hang out, you'll start to feel your nervous system calm down even just a little bit. Even if you don't want to do what I say or work with me or whatever, just even taking what I've said and just absorbing that information and then allowing your belly button to relax so your chest can drop down, you can start to shift your nervous system and start to make an impact just starting today.
0: I'm sorry, but there are man listening out there they're going i don't want to show my belly i don't want it to you know stick out there any more than it already does
1: i know but guess what no one's watching them right now so they can do it at home
0: <laughs> and and nobody's perfect either so if you've if you, you know that would be good so if you, that that's that's wonderful and you are um you are the pay to say paper is a paper
1: I say Paber, Paber, pain awareness breathing relief.
0: Yeah. And that's the Paber Institute. Mm-hmm. Go to paberinstitute.com and you can find out all about her and book an appointment and all that kind of stuff. You're 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 a pleasure to have on the show.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that, Kevin. It was fun.
0: You do you do a lot of stuff and uh and you're going to impact um because pain is probably well, I don't know. Do you? Since you're in the business, you tell me, isn't pain one of the most debilitating and irritating things that we go through, especially if there's a way for us to fix it?
1: It is costly, debilitating, impactful, hurts relationships, jobs. I mean, you name it, impacts every aspect of life. So um, just know that there are options out there and just don't give up
0: emotionally physically and spiritually if you are in pain there are, there are people quite literally that take their own lives because they're in such pain they can't take it anymore yeah. um so if there's a way for people to get out of pain uh without pills without mm-hmm. uh doing the some of the things that some folks would tell you you've got to do a muscle relaxants and i you know d- just a quick aside mm-hmm. um i went to um i hurt my back years ago um and uh i could barely walk and so we went to the doctor's office we went to the emergency room and they had me laying on the gurney doctor comes in circles the bed once
1: mm-hmm.
0: circles the bed twice looks at me and says um you got a back problem <gasps> no kidding doc you got a back problem, and um, I'm going to issue you some Mm. muscle relaxers and some pain medication, Mm. and um, you're going to have this condition until you have it surgically operated on. And um, there are still, to this day, there are still doctors that are operating in that world. Yes. And so don't. Yes. So the message there is don't go down that road until you go down this road.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I I highly recommend if you want to learn how to change yourself, then give something like this a chance. There are people out there who want to be cut and want a pill or injection, then I understand that's their path. But if you're not ready to be cut or injected or take a medication, there are many options like the one I'm presenting today. So please just Give that some consideration. If nothing else, listen and absorb, so it starts to change your mind, so that you realize there are other possibilities out there that you don't have to get cut if you just if you don't want to.
0: Now there are times, however, <clears throat> it happened to me. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I fell and tore my rotator cuff, mm-hmm. and we um, went into the doctor, and they they took a picture of it. Now you you're aware of how the rotator cuff is supposed to look. Yep. It's kind of overlapped like this. It was flayed open, and it was like you could see the bone, um, and it looked like a roast with a bone sticking out of it. Yeah. And in that case, you probably are going to need to have surgery. Um,
1: possibly, possibly, the, possibly, Not, really. Yeah the the guy who hired me had that situation, and he never had surgery. Got his arm back overhead. So um possibly
0: mackerel, really. That's that's amazing.
1: Possibly. It it really depends on the situation. And a lot of times the scarring that takes place and you learning how to not guard and get your muscles back into correct position, you possibly don't need the surgery. So that's why you just don't know. Um so it it just depends. Depends on the situation.
0: I am that's that's really enlightening. That's really cool. Yeah. So it must be fun to be you.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we've been talking with Dr. Amy Novotny. I knew that. Uh, Novotny, and Navani, uh, and she is and uh, wonderful, and she's got uh, this this institute that you need to go. Uh, it's a Pain Awareness Breathing or Relief Institute. Um, for not using the acronym, and and go go to her website. You can find out all about her and do that. And it's it's great to have you here. Is there any last words? Anything else you'd like to say before we go?
1: No, nope, just I guess just quit sucking your gut up and in. There you go. Let your ribs down, belly out. You'll be much better,
0: and and then what you got to do is go on a diet so that you can stick your belly out and it doesn't go out to like tomorrow. That Um, that has
1: to, yes.
0: By the way, are you are you a a vegetarian or a vegan?
1: I am vegan. Yep. Yep.
0: Ah, and (laughs) that's also not a bad thing.
1: No, it's it's improved my health immensely since I've been doing it for nine years. the The health benefits have been enormous. I can't say enough about it.
0: Well and I will tell you that there's a guy that I know that he's been a uh, vegetarian. I'm not sure if he's vegan now or not but he is still wandering around this planet at 80 years old standing in front of uh, 20,000 of his closest friends singing songs like yesterday and and so I'm talking about Paul McCartney of course.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. he he's he's still around and and he's in he's in great shape so um so Thank you, doctor, for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you'll wait right there, I'll be right the back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of positivetalkradio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another, because each other's